Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick. Drew is still at Churchill Downs, as you can see, in Kentucky. I left last night a couple nights early after my work commitments were over to uh, save some political capital with my wife and uh, daughters. Uh, yeah, good touch with the hat. Very good. <laughs> Sadly, I don't have my own uh, my own Miami Heat hat uh, within uh, striking distance. What are you hearing on the ground, Drew? What's news? Uh, there's buzz <laughs> and the buzz is all surrounding one horse. Who's the most important horse in the Derby. Uh, of course we had two big, big, big pieces of news yesterday with, uh, the best California horse practical move out of the Derby. He was fourth, fifth choice and really honestly a bet against for me. So I was kind of sad to see him go, uh, but he is no longer in the field. Uh, similarly, King Miles out of the Derby with his trainer getting suspended. All of the Safi Joseph Jr. horses scratched today on the program, scratched tomorrow on the program. Uh, Lord Miles was his uh, entry in the Derby. He is out. Didn't necessarily think he factored into the race, so that didn't move the needle for me. Uh, that introduces two new horses, Cyclone Mischief and Mandarin Hero. Mandarin Hero is a closer. Cyclone Mischief is a speed horse. Neither of the two really factor into the race, although Mandarin Hero, I think, is an interesting one who could hit the board at a big price. Uh, but you mentioned it. What am I hearing? What's the buzz around the grounds? What's the buzz around the Sharp community? Everyone is curious to hear what is going on with Forte. He did a little bit of an unusual workout from what everybody can tell this morning. There has been questions about, is he dealing with the bone bruise in his right front hoof? Um, is he 100%? Uh, these questions obviously impact the race enormously uh, because if he gets scratched from the pool, all of the um, you know betting odds get completely reshuffled and reallocated as this is a paramutual pool. So uh, you could see a, an entirely different picture come Saturday in terms of prices on a lot of these horses. In terms of the race itself, Forte being in or out, uh, it helps Angel of Empire, in my opinion. It helps uh, your boy tap it trice, in my opinion. Uh, you know, if, if some of the other closers who can do one sustained run uh, have one less good horse that they have to pass on the way in, um, then they have a better chance of getting the victory here. I also think it helps the speed horses verifying and Derma Sotagake. Uh, you know, Forte was live to run those horses down. Uh, if he ultimately does not go, then I think their odds are going to shorten quite a bit as well. So uh, really, really fluid race here. Uh, the race card for Kentucky Oaks Day looks just absolutely amazing. Very fired up for this uh, entire day of racing. And uh, for sure, if you are listening to this um, live, go to my Twitter all day today. I'll be uh, tweeting out some previews of the various races, uh, giving out some picks, and hopefully we'll win some money. 
Yep, I love it. Couple things. One, it's it's a shame with just with horse racing that was when you get the mail, there's no real way to take advantage of it because one, obviously, paramutual betting, and then two, even places that offer fixed odds on horse racing. There is a lot of margin in fixed odds horse racing markets. I know that books in Australia on racing win at thirteen to fifteen percent. Um, that's what they hold, which is twice what they hold on sports. Uh, so it's a tough market to beat. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that shakes out. Secondly, uh, while you were wearing a hat in uh, Louisville last night, I was flying back from Louisville Airport to Newark via Atlanta. Um, but the one really good thing about that was I got to watch some Panthers hockey, Drew. And uh, we're going to talk all NBA today. We're going to get into every series. But to me, the best bet uh, in sports at the moment is uh, the great Matthew Kachuk. Kaching to win the Con Smythe trophies 10 to 1 should be more like 7 to 1. The equity on that team is completely wrong in terms of how it's being spread amongst the Panthers. So go get yourself some Matthew Kachuk uh, 10 to 1. Might even be able to find bigger. Uh, let's get into Celtics Sixers. Uh, the game tonight, 7 30 p.m. Eastern tip. Sixers are two and a half point dogs with Embiid coming back. I mean, we watched a bit of the game the other night. He didn't look great, Joel. He looked fine. He looked he's going to be helpful to them in the series, clearly. I think mainly defensively, if nothing else. He looked great on defense protecting the rim, but certainly didn't seem to have uh, his full array of moves or capabilities. Uh, And as a result, the Sixers are two-and-a-half-point dogs at home. If he was fully healthy, that clearly wouldn't be the case. As he said himself, this is a four- to six-week injury, and he came back, you know, less than two weeks after he did it. Um, So it makes sense that he's a little hobbled. What do you make of this game? I think you said the key point, which is Embiid back, to me, matters enormously for the 76ers' defense, and certainly not expecting him to be hugely engaged offensively. It seems like they still want to get as many cheap points from Tyreek Maxey in transition as they possibly can. And I get that. That's the easiest way to break down the Celtics' defense. Uh, but, you know, on the offensive side uh, for the Celtics, it seemed like they're really trying to emphasize getting uh, Al Horford involved with a three-point shot. Uh, presumably, they're trying to just get Embiid away from the basket. He's such an incredible rim protector, and he really uh, just, you know, just like Jalen Brown has no chance of finishing if Embiid is in the lane. Uh, and so I think they're trying to use some sort of Horford three-point gravity to pull him away from the rim. I'm going to be watching pretty closely to see if that's effective. It's probably going to matter if Horford's shot is falling. If Horford's hitting threes, Embiid's going to have to, you know, be a little bit more, um, you know, just, you know, just generally engaged on the perimeter. Uh, and that could open things up for the Celtics offensively. I think the Celtics are the right side. I agree that they should be favored. I think minus 140 on the money line that we're looking at right now is a fair price for them. So I'm not dying to get involved here Celtics-wise. Um, but I do think the total is still too high. I make this one closer to 212, uh, particularly considering Embiid's impact defensively. And just in general, not really looking especially fit offensively to you know kind of be the the main disruptor there. So, um, yeah, under for me is the, uh, the, the most solid play. And, uh, you know, the zigzaggers out there are all going to be back in the Sixers and best of luck to them. But I think the Celtics are the right side. Yep, I agree. I would be taking the Celtics uh, at these current prices. I do think there are a couple other ways to bet this game and series. The best way for me is uh, to bet on, we've talked about this before, but Jason Tatum, to win Eastern Conference Finals MVP is still plus 120 out there, which to me is just a ludicrous price. That The market is implying that he's a 70% chance to win MVP 
if they win the East, then that's that's just wrong. Like he's an eighty five percent chance, if not more. Um, you look at the series that the Celtics have won in this era. Uh, Brown beats Tatum. I think never, basically never. He outplayed him in the finals, but they lost that series because Jason Tatum didn't play well, and they need him to play well to win series. So uh, I think that's the best series futures bet around this. And then also, uh, I bet this last game and it backfired, but. Joel Embiid, his scoring distribution cannot be the same way uh, or the same as the typical player who's set at 25 and a half points. And the market is treating him the same way in terms of like alternate lines as it's treating Jalen Brown. To me, that's just wrong. So you can bet on Embiid plus 200 to score 30 plus. I think that um, is a decent bet. Uh, I think that, you know, the Sixers, they talked about how you know, a lot of last games seem to be about shaking off the rust for Joel. He clearly didn't seem comfortable. I think with an extra game, maybe he is a bit more comfortable scoring, I even mean, if he's not himself entirely. And he's going to go down swinging in this game, I would suspect. He's going to shoot more uh, and it should be a closer game. Uh, so I think that Joel has more potential to get to 30 than your average player set at 25 and a half. So that would be my other bet. Nuggets, Suns. I don't understand this one at all. The Suns are four-point favorites. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites some places. The Nuggets closed four-point favorites at home in game two. Chris Paul is worth at least two points to the spread. You could argue even more given the drop-off from him to the other guys. They're going to have to take his minutes, guys like Payne and Shamit, those types. And so basically the market is saying if you if you say Paul is worth two points, then home court is worth a ten-and-a-half-point swing through zero. And I get that O2 at home, there is a there is an element to that. But to me, that doesn't add up to the difference in this swing between game two and three. Uh, what do you think? I think Kevin Durant is going home having been swept out of the playoffs for the second straight year. And I think if the Nuggets win tonight, I think the Nuggets win game four. I don't see any way that the Suns can realistically bounce back. I don't think the role players on the Suns are any good. Uh, and realistically, the fact that the Nuggets gave them like basically – Gave them practice three-point looks uh, in game two, and it didn't matter. Those guys still couldn't hit their shots. Uh, you know, the Nuggets are going to have a better offensive night out of Michael Porter Jr. They're going to have a better offensive night, presumably out of, uh, you know, some of the key role players there. And Nikola Jokic is indefensible uh, when you look at uh, the way that the Suns like to run their defense. So uh, Nuggets for me on the money line here. And the fact that the market is so sure that the Suns are going to bounce back in this series is wild to me. It's just the, there's, there's just no indication that there's life there uh, and that Monty Williams has the adjustments that he needs to, to get through here. He, he looked to me at least like he threw everything he knew he needed to do against the wall in game two, and they still couldn't get the win. Uh, still couldn't get, I don't remember if they covered or not, but it was ultimately, I don't think they did. I think it was uh, nuggets ultimately come through in the fourth quarter with the, with the win and the cover. But um, yeah, this is uh, not a market that I understand at all. I like the Nuggets plus the four, four and a half, whatever you can find out there in terms of taking the points. Uh, but even better, I like them on the money line in the plus 150 range. Yep, I'm with you on both of those. I think uh, a mutual friend of ours whose Twitter handle I won't allude to because it's too ridiculous, um, but he made the point to me that he thinks that the market is underrating Denver because a lot of the all-in-one metrics are very low on the guys they have coming off the bench in terms of particularly guys like Christian Brown. I don't know why his name isn't pronounced Braun, but apparently it's Christian Brown. Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, that these guys are actually better than their advanced stats suggest just because they spent so much of the season playing 
with the garbage Denver bench players who have now just been binned entirely because they're going with a shortened rotation. That skews all of Denver's advanced stats, which to me makes sense. I don't understand this line at all, uh, and I have bet the Nuggets. All right, before we get into Nick's heat, a reminder to download the RotoWorld app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster, get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, Saturday game threes. Knicks at Heat. Heat are three and a half point favorites, which would imply that Jimmy Butler is going to play. Uh, the total here is a lowly 208 and a half. What do you make of this one? I am struggling to figure out this series. Uh, I do not understand how the Heat are doing this. Um, I assume that they will ultimately find a way to win this game with Jimmy Butler back. Uh, but I don't really know how they're gonna, how it's going to happen. Eric Spolstra looks like he has the tools in his you know in his back pocket to coach circles around Thibodeau. Thibodeau so far hasn't really had any of the answers that he's needed for this Heat team, other than the fact that they just played better in the final four minutes of Game Two and get the win. When you know realistically, with Max Truce carrying an injury and no Jimmy Butler, uh, there just was very limited options on offense for the Heat to close that game out. It should probably be a two-zero series with the Heat up at home, you know, chance to go up 3-0 at home. Um, and realistically, he'd probably get it done in six here. But again, like, I'm struggling. I do not know how they're doing this. I don't know how they keep getting away with this. The Heat are going to be back in the Eastern Conference Finals, apparently, with uh, one of the uh, least impressive squads top to bottom that I can remember. Uh, I mean, if it wasn't for Heat culture, I made this joke already <laughs> between our group. But if it wasn't for the Heat culture, I feel like, these guys would all be playing in, you know, for the Shanghai Sharks. I just don't understand how this is an NBA team that's winning a playoff series, but they are. So 
Uh, I didn't take any action on this game. I think three and a half is a little high. I'm going to watch the game and look for the right entry point uh, in the second half or the fourth quarter uh, to try to see if I can get Heat to uh, come back and get a win because for whatever it's worth as well, the Heat have this nature of they are, you know, never, never give up in the fourth, even if the, you know, the Knicks are shooting better. If this is a Knicks look like they're going to get the win for the balance of this game, I'm still ready to back Heat on the money line at some point. But it's, uh, you know, I'd like a better price than laying the minus 160. Yeah, I'm very upset, Drew, because before the series, uh, every sh- every sharp, all the steam was all around the Knicks. And uh, the way I approach betting is usually a bit more scientific. It's a bit more grounded in numbers in terms of pricing out futures and outrights and doing my own pricing around awards. I just had a gut feel on this one that the market was wrong on the heat and that it wasn't quantifying uh, a few aspects to the extent that it perhaps should have in terms of just heat players who are not going to be playable against Boston in the next series should they get there, who are playable in this series. Guys like Kevin Love and Duncan Robinson and Max Struess because they get played off the floor by switch hunters like Tatum and Brown. But Jalen Brunson doesn't really do that. Jalen Brunson, he overwhelms you with guile and with strength and he destroys players like Darius Garland and Trey Young. He doesn't really do that to Kevin Love, for instance. So I thought that the Heat would be able to keep their most useful complementary offensive players on the floor. I just think that Spolster is the best coach in the league by margin. Uh, And I thought Jimmy Butler was the best player in the series by margin. And I think, based on how game one was unfolding, I think if Butler had stayed healthy, I think the Heat would have won this series in five or a comfortable six. Now, with his ankle, we don't know what we're going to get out of Butler. Seems like he will play, but all of a sudden, there's a fair bit of uncertainty. The series is basically pick... Heat are very slight favorites. So there's no real play for me on this one. I'm just sitting back and hoping that Jimmy Butler's ankle is okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you hit on a real key point that we can cover another day. Regular season NBA is about numbers, futures, pricing, series pricing. It's about numbers. But sometimes in the playoffs, it does come down to vibes. And for whatever it's worth, the Heat have the vibes going in their favor right now. Yeah, I, well, I think a lot of it is just coaching as well, which is a really difficult thing for a market to quantify, I think, because Spolstra, he just absolutely destroyed Budenholzer to the point where Budenholzer lost his job. Uh, and he almost got Budenholzer fired twice because Budenholzer arguably should have been fired after the bubble series 4-1 loss. Uh, so I think that is it's very difficult to quantify. I think we're going to see a similar thing in this next series we're going to talk about, which is Warriors-Lakers where I think Steve Kerr remains a very underrated coach, which is weird to say because of all the titles that he's won, but I don't think he necessarily gets the respect that he should. He's going up against Darvin Ham, who obviously hasn't been in this spot before as a head coach. Lakers are minus three uh, in game three at home after last night's embarrassment. They just didn't show up. um, And the Warriors made adjustments and everything, but the Lakers just didn't play with nearly the intensity they did in game one. LeBron and AD just weren't there defensively at all. And uh, that was that was the ultimate home team down 0-1, shows up, other team doesn't, and it's a blowout. Uh, and it happened. Now, what do you make of game three? I mean, the vibes to me is still Lakers win this somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I, I agree with your point, though. Like, I, you know, Kerr is underrated, but he does do some things that I feel like he's experimenting for the sake of it. And or he's I guess here's what it is. He's not afraid to try something that ultimately might fail spectacularly. And we've seen that. And that, you know, that's what four championships affords you. 
sometimes the uh, the unexpected works well. He's he's a guy that likes to try to break tendency. He's a guy that likes to try to uh, you know catch catch teams by surprise. And I think in general that sometimes that works spectacularly. Sometimes it fails. Um, I think ultimately though that uh, you know the first quarter was more indicative of the way I think the rest of the series is going to play out. Where uh, you know at full strength the Lakers really can carve up this defense. Uh, in ways that the you know Warriors don't have a ton of answers for. Um, I think the Lakers are a bet in the series right now. I think they're a bet in Game Three. I still think the total is too high at 227, even though it was went oh so 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 narrowly under the total in the last game. Uh, I just still think you're going to start to see pace continue to slow down, and there was a lot of cheap buckets, a lot of free but free uh, baskets. Uh, in the second and third quarter of game two. I think that those start to evaporate as we get later into the series. So I'm just going to continue playing under in basically every one of these Warriors-Lakers games until I really take it on the chin uh, and have to stop. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think, again, Lakers are the series bet. Lakers are the game four bet. Uh, and LeBron is probably going to the Western Conference Finals where the Nuggets take care of him. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I, I don't have a feel for this Warriors team anymore. I felt pretty confident uh, after game six that this team just didn't have it and there was just something wrong with them. Uh, game six of the Sacramento series where they get blown out. Uh, but they looked pretty scary last night and I'm hoping that's just because the Lakers didn't show up. So I'd love a Lakers series victory, but still a little bit scared of the Warriors. I bet a little Stephen Curry finals MVP because again, I think the market is just... Stephen Curry is a 95% chance to win MVP if the Warriors win uh, the Western Conference or the finals, uh, either of those awards. And the market isn't isn't saying he's that. So that's my one bet around this. I have a large futures position on the Lakers to win the title. So uh, And a lot of Nuggets as well. And as mainly a Nuggets backer in the West, I would rather see the Lakers because I'm just scared of the Warriors and their upside and Steph. Uh, I think the Nuggets would handle LA. Uh, the Warriors are a bit... A bit more of an unknown, uh, and they've got a level to, that they can get to that I don't think the Lakers can, but uh, it may just not exist. All right, every season is draft season. Get your Roto World Draft Guide bundle today and dominate your football, baseball, and basketball drafts packed with profiles, rankings, projections. Order today and get all three Roto World Draft Guides for the price of two, plus use promo code BERRY and save an extra 20% at checkout. Well, looks like Skinner has just been scratched, Drew. So it's all happening. Let's close out some Kentucky Derby predictions. Where are you going? Yeah, so first of all, today the Oaks uh, is, for me at least, South Lawn is much the best in this race. I am all in on South Lawn. I do not believe that a closer in a 14-horse field in wet paint ought to be the favorite. Uh, so I'm going to have to try to beat the favorite here in the Oaks. And, of course, if Forte runs, if Forte is scratched, I'm still trying to beat the favorite in the uh, Kentucky Derby. Uh, and I think I'm you know, the way to do that is to uh, play some of the early speed. Um, I got a chance to see Dermis Sotagake this morning. Uh, that horse is, um, is very, very impressive physically. And I had expected and heard rumors that he wasn't loving the crowd, wasn't loving the attention, may not have shipped especially well. I'm cooling on all, my opinion on that significantly. I think Derma Sotagake is now much more live than I would have said 24 hours ago, having seen his just his temperament today. Uh, so I think that ultimately the early speed in this race comes down to uh, how verifying gets positioned. If he's in the first or second wave, he's live. Similarly with Derma Sotagake, if he gets to the front on or near the lead and we have a little bit of a slower pace, he's live. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, some of the, uh, you know, kind of, 
uh, bigger names in the race, uh, higher odds on the board. You could see kind of co-favorite close here between Tapit Trice uh, and uh, Angel of Empire if Forte is out of the field. Um, but uh, both of those horses, I think, are going to have to navigate a, a somewhat uh, muddy middle a pack here, uh, which is going to be tough. And so for those reasons, I think it's going to come down to verifying or domicilis. Dermasotagake. Uh, I'm going to add uh, for some of the you know bombs in my uh, trifecta superfecta. Uh, Disarm to me looks like a horse that could hit the board, and at 30 to one, you're going to get a pretty nice price if he gets uh, if he places or shows. So, uh, circling on top, the number two and the number 17, uh, and then uh, looking for uh, the 11 disarm to hit the board. Okay, I like it. And Skinner, as you can see, uh, if you're watching, is 20 to one, but it's been scratched, so the odds will shift off of that. I like it, Drew. I hope that uh, just like Dermasotagake is a little concerned perhaps about people being around. I hope Josh Okogi and uh, Campaign feel the same way tonight uh, with the added pressure on them. So uh, go Nuggets and, uh, and go verifying. All right, don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks to those watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel and listening to us as a podcast. From Jay Croucher in Stamford, Connecticut. From Drew Dinsick in Churchill Downs, Kentucky. Have a great weekend. Good luck with your bets. And we'll be back on Monday. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.